having a podcast website is crucial for attracting ideal buyers. If you don't have a podcast website and you go directly to, let's say, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud or some other network or application to create your podcast and use that in place of having a podcast website, you are messing yourself up, just plain and simple, because you will not have the reach, the discoverability, the brand awareness, or the conversions that you want. And you're just going to wind up pumping out episode after episode after episode and wondering why nothing's happening. There's no traction. There's nobody wanting to work with you. No one even knows you exist. So instead of going through that, let's talk about what to do so that your business can benefit from having a podcast website. You're listening to the Buyer Attractive Podcast. I'm your host, Vernita Sherman. And on this show, I share tips on converting your podcast into a revenue generating asset that attracts qualified buyers. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, this is episode 11 of the podcast here at buyerattractor.com. And I want to talk about how important having a podcast website is for your personal brand. First, let me say this. If you already have a website for your business, it is best that you put your podcast on that same website, that same domain. There's absolutely no reason why you need to create a completely separate website for your podcast because you're building your brand identity and your brand awareness, have it at one place and not scattered all over the place, right? So you already have your website and well, here's the caveat and that's making sure that it's on a certain platform. I'm going to talk about platforms in a second because there's some situations where it may be best to have a separate website, but if you have a certain type of platform, it's, it's always a good idea to have your podcast on that same domain and it's just a separate section or page on that domain, okay? If the home base of your website is on some third-party platform or network or application, then you won't have control over your brand identity as it relates to you and your podcast. Your podcast is one of the main pieces of content that you have that's really going to get your brand out there unlike anything else that you're going to be doing. And yeah, you know, there's PR and there's a social media, there's other things that you're probably doing. But the point is that your podcast is the place where people are going to be listening to you. They start really feeling like they know you, that connection happens. And because of that connection, they feel like they know you, they trust you, and they're going to want to make an investment over time. All right. So you need to build your brand identity in a way where you have control over all of it. Using a third-party platform, you're very limited on what you can do. For an example, if you use Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you go directly to those platforms and allow for that to be the home of your podcast, you're going to be associated with that platform as opposed to your own home base where someone goes there and it's all about you and your business. There's no distractions from anything else. There's no call to actions from anywhere else unless you put it there because it's your website. Everything about the page and 
every associated page or page you link out to or link to, you have control over when you have it on your own website. Not having control can mess up your whole identity when it comes to your brand because Apple, Spotify can do whatever they want to do because you are very limited on the options that you have to change certain aspects of the page or pages that the various episodes are on on their platform. Okay, so it's so important that you build your brand identity as it relates to your podcast on your own home that you have ownership and control over, and that's your own website. Now, in addition to that, you're also providing your listeners with a centralized hub that they can listen to all of your episodes without any distractions. There's no ads being added to your podcast episodes. And yes, indeed, there are podcast hosting services that will give you a platform and other third-party sites where they will indeed add advertising to the beginning, the middle, and the end, or one or the other when it comes to your podcast episodes. And you don't want that because that ad could be about something that has absolutely nothing to do with you. I mean, let's say that you are talking about health and fitness for women over 40, for an example, and dealing with issues that they go through after they reach that certain age and there's hormonal changes and things of that nature. And let's say the AI of that particular platform is picking up on hormonal changes and things that are changing after 40. And for whatever reason, they put an ad in there for men that has to do with Viagra. I mean, come on. That has absolutely nothing to do with you. And I see some podcasters that gravitate so quickly to some of these free places that they can host their podcast, just like because we're in because of social media, everyone has got gotten so used to this, build this thing for free, but free has a cost to it. And you got to find out what that cost really is. And when it comes to podcasting, that cost is losing complete control over your episodes and what your listeners are hearing when it comes to some platforms. They will insert ads. And yes, there could be a Viagra ad on your episode because AI may take it completely out of context. It's so important that you remember that bots are handling things these days to make things fast, quick, easy for these companies. Human beings aren't sitting there listening to their whole episode and decide, oh, let's put this ad here or that there. No, no, no. The bots are doing it. They are not 100% accurate. They never will be 100% accurate. So when they pick up on something that they think is appropriate, but it's not appropriate for you, you have to think about these things before you go run and jump on a third-party platform thinking that it's easier or quicker to do things that way. Somebody has told you that it's easier and quicker to use somebody else's stuff instead of create your own. And they've they've gotten you in that mindset for whatever reason, but I want to help you get out of that mindset and let you know that creating a podcast website is not difficult. It really is not. And you do not have to do it yourself. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But first, I want to move on and talk about prioritizing SEO for discoverability and helping you with your personal brand as well as your your business brand. SEO is incredible and there's so many benefits of it. Now, I already talked about SEO in depth on episode 10, so make sure you check that out. I talked about it as it relates to the most important SEO elements 
that you should know and include when it comes to podcast marketing. Today, in this moment, I want to focus on you understanding how valuable SEO is as it relates to discoverability without you having to continuously post, 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 post all day long on social media or spend money, spend money, spend money on all these ads or do all these other things continuously all the time, week after week, month after month, without taking a little break from that. With SEO, search engine optimization, you are discovered even when you're not actively doing something. So yes, you have to do something initially up front and continuously, but it's different than social media because you are already creating the content that you need for SEO when you create your podcast episodes. You just need to know how to create it in a certain way and how to repurpose it in a certain way and use it for SEO purposes. Once it's used for SEO purposes and over time, Google and all the other search engines are seeing that content and they're they're crawling that content, you can sit back, not do anything for a little bit, and you will still continuously get traffic to your podcast website. Traffic from people who are interested in what you're talking about, as opposed to day in, day out, posting on social media or paying somebody else to do that. SEO is a huge benefit for discoverability passively. And when I say passively, I should say semi-passively, because yes, you are doing the active thing of podcasting. But outside of that, I'm telling you right now, SEO will kick in over time where you can sit back a little bit on the other marketing strategies that you're, that you're doing that I call water faucet marketing, meaning that you always have to be turn the faucet on and be on in order for it to work. You can take a little break for a minute when the SEO starts to kick in because it lasts a long time. It's not something that just shuts off, like turning the water faucet off and turning the water faucet on. No, once you get it going and you continuously feed it, like I said, your episodes are feeding it when you do it a certain way and repurpose it a certain way, it is continuous. It's always working for you week after week, month after month, year after year. The content is always there. And if the content is relevant to what someone in your target audience, to what they're searching for, Google, Bing, other search engines are going to serve that content up to them, even older content. Google will serve up older content like a couple of years old if it's the most relevant content to what the searcher is searching for. That is the beauty of search engine optimization. You will continuously be discovered like a stream that is continuously flowing. You will continuously have ideal buyers flowing to your podcast website. It's very powerful. And when it comes to your brand identity and your overall brand awareness and your personal brand, you're building that up simultaneously because it's on your own website. If each and every podcast episode is on its own podcast page on your own website, people go to that website and they see everything related to your brand. They see your logo. They see your picture. They, they hear your voice. So everything about you 
and your personal brand is there. Everything about you and your business is there. So you are knocking out so many birds with one stone when it comes to SEO and having your your podcast website there. There's a long list of other things that SEO really helps you out with as well. But I'm just saying it is so important that you use SEO when it comes to your podcast website. Okay, don't just throw up a website and don't optimize it for the search engines. It needs to be optimized. Now that leads right into the increase in reach that you have when you have your own podcast website that's helping you out with your personal brand. You have, again, with the search engines, you have more reach there. You also have more reach when it comes to other podcast directories. So if you were to just go to Spotify directly, for an example, or go to Apple Podcasts directly, and that's it, it's like there are so many more directories and apps to be in. When you have your own podcast website and you take your feed, that RSS feed, that podcast feed, and you submit it to all these various directories, not only are you now on these other directories and there's there's uh, audio apps as well as video apps that pull from these other directories, you also, having your own website, can link to the directories. So people who come to your website, they may listen to your your podcast and something that you didn't even know existed, and they see, oh, okay, she's on there, or she's on here. And that particular thing is pulling from that, You don't even know, but they see it now that they're on your website that, for an example, you're in Amazon Music. I'm just using this as an example. It's not a popular directory, but let's just use this as an example. When you're in Amazon Music, you're also in Audible. So if someone sees that you're in Amazon Music, they may be like, oh, okay, well, I can listen to her in Audible because they know that if you're in Amazon Music, you're also in Audible. So now they are going to be listening to your episodes in Audible, which is cool. Don't think that a person always has to come back to your website and listen to it nine times out of 10. Most most, most people who listen to podcasts on a regular basis, they listen in their preferred app, okay? Which is why another reason why it's so important that you just don't go directly to a Spotify or Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud or wherever and just have your podcast there. There are people who want to use other applications to listen to your podcast. And if they see that you're in one of these other ones, they know that you're in the one that they listen to. And now they're automatically updated that when they subscribe to your podcast through the app that they want to use, every single time you come out with an episode, they now know it exists, okay? And because you're going to be saying your call to actions within your episodes, they know to go back to your website to get whatever it is that you're going to be talking about, which is another reason why you need to have a podcast website. CTAs, call to actions. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So now I want to talk about essential elements that your podcast website should include. So first, you got to choose the right platform. And I'm going to tell you straight up, WordPress is the platform to use. And, you know, people may not like that I said that or whatever. They want to use whatever Lipson gave them, whatever Buzzsprout gave them, or they want to use Kajabi, which I found interesting. Kajabi now has a way for people to podcast on that or um, 
Wix, Squarespace, none of that, none of that. WordPress. Why? Because WordPress gives you the opportunity to have full control over all aspects of your site and be able to add very easily the SEO elements that need to be added without any technical headaches. Even though you're a tech-savvy individual who wants to spend all day messing around with code or trying to figure this out, that code and that, no. There's plugins that allow for you to just put the plugin up in there, you install the plugin, you click the button, and all you got to do is add the elements where it needs to be added. So the certain options that you need to choose and certain things you need to put in there, very easy. You just need to know what to put in there. And I got you covered on that. Go to workwithvernita.com and see how me and you can work together because I create strategies that are very specific. I have checklists. I have outlines. I also do Loom videos and showing you how to do certain things or you give it to your your team or whoever you have that's going to do things for you. You'll know exactly what to do, what order to do it in, how to get it done. I do that. Again, workwithvernita.com. Go directly to that page and beat me. And you can get on the phone, have a conversation. I may or may not be for you. You may or may not be for me, but we'll never know if we don't talk. Now, getting back to WordPress as the platform to use, listen, there are so many ways that you can create a podcast. There's so many platforms that allow for you. They got the free ones. They got the ones that are low cost. They got expensive ones and everything in between. WordPress is the only platform, and let me be very clear. When I say WordPress, I'm not talking about WordPress.com. I'm talking about self-hosted WordPress, where you get your website hosting, and then you can install WordPress there very easily because all web hosts these days allow you to easily install WordPress. But the thing is, when you have a self-hosted WordPress site, you have the control and the opportunity to do things that none of the other platforms will allow you to do because you're limited on your options. They limit you to whatever they want to give you to do. That limitation is going to affect your discoverability in the search engines as well as your reach. It's going to affect your visibility. It's going to affect all of that because you will not have control to do whatever you want to do. You're not able to add certain things that that you want to add in certain places. They will only allow you to do what they want you to do. That you are you are so limited. And a lot of people don't don't understand that one of the main reasons why all these third-party companies offer you either low cost or free this or whatever the case may be is because you are providing their domain with the SEO juice that they need for their domain to be discovered. Everything online is about search. I don't care if it's a social media platform like LinkedIn, Facebook, or what have you. Everything is search. These places get free content added to their website by people like us, me and you, using their website. Facebook is a website. I don't, people, people keep separating things like there's social media over here and SEO is over there and SEO is dead. SEO doesn't work and all these things. Tell that to Facebook and LinkedIn and all these other social networks. They know that SEO works because they use it. Who supplies the content? 
for the SEO to work, you, me, and everyone else on there, we're providing them with the content. They don't have to do much. That's why they're giving you, they're giving you your free profile and you just do whatever you want to do with it. But you don't realize when a lot of people talk about SEO is dead, they don't realize that they are actually providing the search engine optimized content for those networks. And the reason why search engine optimizes is because many people are very specific. They use certain keywords that attracts their target audience on those networks. And those networks are just getting all the SEO power. They're getting all the SEO power and those networks are nothing more than a website, right? So give your site some power. Give your site some juice. Give your site some respect that it deserves and build up your own SEO power. Meanwhile, use social media and all these other platforms to bring people back to your site. Yeah, to connect with people where they are and all of that, of course. But let your main site, your podcast site that should be on the the main primary business site that you have if you're able to do that. I'm gonna get to that in a second. Let that be your main home for all of your stuff, all right? For your podcast and for everything. Let it be a multimedia site that you have ownership and control over. Now, like I said, all these other podcast third-party sites is offering you these, these free websites and all these things. You're very limited, of course. And they're giving you this stuff because they benefit. Their domain benefits from all the content and all the audio and all the files that are on there. Google and Bing and all the other search engines are, are just eating up all of that. So all roads lead back to them. So they're loving it. You need to realize why certain things are the way they are when it comes to free, low cost, and they're going to just throw this in the bag too and you can have it. Think about why that's happening. You may think that it's easier for you to get certain things done when it's like that. But what's happening when you're thinking that it's easier is that it's taken away from your discoverability, your ability to be discovered on your own platform. It's taken away from your brand awareness. It's taken away from your identity. Have you seen some of these lips and sites that people have? They look horrible. Not all of them, but most of them look horrible compared to their own website. So someone is in like Apple Podcasts, for an example, and then they click on that episode link page or, or the episode link that leads to the web page and it goes to like a whips a, a, a Lipson site. And that thing looks it's like, what in the world is this? It messes up their brand identity because it's it doesn't have anything that looks like their brand except for their podcast cover, but everything else looks like it looks, look doesn't look good. So think about these things. All right, think about that. Now, if your primary business website is a WordPress site, like the site that I just mentioned, having a self-hosted WordPress site, then put your podcast website as a page on your primary business site. Do not create a separate WordPress site for that or a separate site at all. It's not necessary. Put your podcast as a separate page that's on the domain of your primary business site. And the reason why you want to do that 
is because you want that overall domain to get all the juice. You already started building your brand identity and your authority with that business site. Put your podcast there, okay? Look at my site. If you need an example, go to buyerattractor.com. I have a homepage and then I have a podcast page and I have several other pages, but see how the podcast page is like its, its own website, but it's not its own website. There's a different look to it, but it's a page that's off or on, I should say, the same domain as my primary business site at buyattractor.com. After that forward slash, you can put the word podcast or you can put the name of your podcast. The reason why mine have the word podcast on it is because my actual podcast name is the same as the business name, is the same as the primary domain. But if your podcast name is a different name, then you want to make sure it's yourname.com, whatever that is, forward slash, then the podcast name with dashes in between the words, okay? Now, again, that's if your business has a WordPress site. If your business does not have a WordPress site, you're using Squarespace or Wix or something else, then create a separate website specifically for your podcast, a dedicated podcast website on WordPress. Again, I cannot stress this enough. Create it on WordPress. WordPress is an open source platform, so you can do what you want with it. You can mold it. You can control it. You can do whatever you want, and you can always hire whoever you want to hire to do whatever they want to do to help you out so you don't have to worry about doing everything yourself. All right, so moving along, I'm going to keep the rest of this brief. I just wanted to make that point with WordPress. So important. So very important. But moving along to multimedia, make sure that your platform, your, your website, the, one of the elements that you have on there is the fact that it is a multimedia platform. So you have your podcast, you're speaking. I suggest you have a video podcast as well. So that's video, that's audio. And it's the same podcast, by the way. So you turn on the camera as you're speaking. So you're knocking basically two birds out with one stone, so to speak. And then you have your written version of that. So you have a transcript and or show notes. All right. So those are your three pieces right there. Video, audio, written. Make sure your website has those three elements as it relates to your podcast so that people can consume your content in the way that they prefer to consume it. Another element is making sure that your podcast website is mobile responsive. You'd be surprised how many websites these days are not mobile responsive and it just blows my mind. I just, I don't understand. You won't have that issue with WordPress and there are so many. One thing I forgot to mention is to make sure that you use a theme or theme builder that allows for you to easily be able to add content and it's mobile responsive. I recommend Thrive Builder. I absolutely love Thrive Builder with the Thrive Architect and all of that. And then there's also Elementor. That's another popular one. And of course, there's many others to use. I'm just giving you some recommendations here. But make sure that not only that overall that you're your site is mobile responsive, but when you start adding pages and adding things to it, 
You want to make sure that not only is it mobile responsive, but you're able to look at the mobile view and edit accordingly. Because sometimes when it comes to some pages, when you it's mobile responsive, but it may look a little weird if you don't go in and do some edits with some of the things that you may put on that page. And when I say you also, I'm also talking about your team. So if you have a team or someone helping you out, which I hope you do, make sure that they take care of that for you. Okay. All right. So another element is user experience and the way in which someone can navigate the site very easily. You want to make it user-friendly. So you don't want a podcast a website that has a bunch of links all over the place. The navigation is complicated and people, their eyes are bouncing here, there and everywhere and they don't know where to go. Keep your navigation very simple. You want to make sure that you only have the primary navigation. And then when someone clicks, when I say, okay, let me back up. When I say primary navigation, I mean like you have your homepage, your about page, your podcast, your, if you have a blog, a contact, um, keep it simple. Let's say you have that, right? When they click the about, for an example, if you had like a sub page under that, don't put it in the navigation. Have it go to that about page and that about page links to a sub page. It just makes it so much easier for people instead of when they are hovering, the mouse is hovering over one of the navigational menu items and there's all these things to choose from. It gets complicated. It really does make it very simple for people. All right. So easy navigation. And then, of course, you want to have your episode archive where is the list of all of your episodes and a person clicks on it and it's that particular episode with the show notes and so forth. Now, here's the thing that's very important. You see some people who have the uh, some type of plug-in where it's an episode here, then another episode right up under it, then an episode, then an episode, and all they have to do is they click one, one of the ones that they want and they can hear and listen to it. That's not what you want because that's not helping you when it comes to search engine optimization. Each episode should have its own page. This is very, very, very important. Don't just have an archive where it's like you embed some player there that has all of the episodes that you've done and and it doesn't go to a, a separate page when you click it. No, when you click it, it should go to a separate page where the information on that page is specific to that particular episode. You got to do this for SEO if you want SEO to work for you. Because each episode should have its own title tag, description meta tag, and all the other various SEO elements that need to be on that page. So make sure that you do that. So another element that your podcast website should have are subscription options. And that is subscriptions wherever you have your distribution channels. Basically, your podcast directories that you are in as well as YouTube. Don't forget about YouTube. You should also have a podcast over there on YouTube, meaning the podcast that you have also upload those uh, videos to YouTube. Don't house everything on YouTube, but also have a copy on YouTube. And you want to make sure that you have a link to that on your website and all the other directories, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, all the rest of them that you are in Make sure that people can see that they can subscribe to those places and there's a link to that on your website. 
Don't just say that you're on those places and don't link to it. Make it easy for them to go there and subscribe. Next up is on-page SEO elements, of course. You, you want to make sure that you have your SEO elements there. I talked about that before. And if you want more details, again, go to episode 10, where I talk in detail about the most important elements that you want to make sure that you include. But what I want to say right now, real briefly, is the difference between on-page SEO versus off-page SEO, because SEO comes in two forms. And on-page SEO is everything that you do on your site to optimize each individual page as well as the site as a whole for the search engines. Off-page is what you do off-site. So basically building backlinks and building links that come from other websites or other places online coming back into your site. That's what off-page means. But in this case, we're talking about your actual website on page. So you want to make sure you have those elements that I mentioned in episode 10. Those are the primary elements. And then when you get a plugin that an SEO plugin to help you out with your website, it's going to automatically help you when it comes to all the other elements that I do not mention in episode 10. And it's also some elements that are a little more advanced that I talk about with my clients as it relates to schema markup and things of that nature that you want to do as well. And again, I do talk about that in episode 10 as far as introducing you to the, that concept and what it means. But I get very detailed with my clients in really explaining it further if they want that explanation or they want to do some other advanced techniques where you don't even have to use a WordPress plugin. There's other things that you can use that can help you out as it relates to that. And lastly, call to actions. You absolutely need to have call to actions placed strategically on your site. And But if you don't have a, a site, a podcast website, what you going to do? You know, you can speak your call to action, but people need to see it too. And if you do speak your call to action, where are you sending people to if you don't have a website, you know? And then if you're using like Spotify directly or Apple Podcasts directly, where you have, there is no site to put anything. And so a person cannot even like when they go there and they're listening, it's like, well, where can they go to take this action that leads them into your sales funnel, right? Because this is a business podcast. There's money that needs to be made, right? So you want to be able to have your call to actions wherever you want to have them strategically placed. If you don't have a website at all, you can't do that. And if you do have a website, but it's at one of those hosting company free sites type of thing, you're limited in not only where you can place it, but how it looks and the way in which you place it there. It's not, it may not be ideal from a conversion standpoint, from a website conversion standpoint. And there's nothing you can do about it because you have no control over it. That's why I keep telling you, Make sure that you have a website where you have ownership and control over it so you can do whatever you want to it and you can put your call to actions in wherever you want to put it in a strategic way so that people can get into your sales funnel or whatever the next step is for them to take that leads them into your sales process. Now, real quick, I want to talk about maintaining and growing your podcast website. So you're using WordPress, 
WordPress needs to be updated. It has plugins and things of that nature. So just make sure that once a week or once a month, you check on that and you make sure that you update the plugins, you update the WordPress itself. Now, these days, WordPress can update itself automatically. There's some plugins that you may not want to be automatically updated. So check on that and just have somebody monitor it for you. You don't have to worry about it yourself, but really it's not a big deal. It's very simple, very easy to do, but I do like having someone else monitor it uh, for security updates and things of that nature and just make sure everything is secure from a security standpoint. And usually whoever's monitoring it, is also either a team or an individual that does something else. Like this is not a job for that's the only thing that a person does because it's really so simple, so easy that they should be doing other things as well, okay? Now, as far as the growth of your website, it's automatically growing because you are consistently producing podcast episodes. So you're gonna continuously have more and more pages on that site. So one thing that you want to make sure that you do is that you're tracking where everyone is coming from, where all this traffic, when people come to your site, are they coming from social media? Are they coming from the search engines? Both, what's the percentage and what's happening when they get there? Are they, how much time are they spending on certain pages? And so you want to pay attention to all these things because you may want to make some slight uh, tweaks to how you have certain things set up based on how your visitors are interacting and engaging with your site. So just make sure that you have tracking software on there. You can use Google Analytics. Google Analytics has gotten very interesting uh, lately. The new uh, Google Analytics 4, I personally do not like it. I think it's complicated. So you can use something like, like um, what's the name of it? Monster Insights, I believe that's the name of it, or some other type of WordPress plugin or other type of analytics uh software that integrates with Google Analytics and allows for you to easily read Google Analytics without having to go through tutorials to try to understand it. And I'm telling you this because if you're if you're familiar with the old Google Analytics, it's change. That that cute little pie graph with the little colors there letting you know where everyone came from, that is not there anymore. It's very confusing, at least for me. And yes, I'm very tech savvy, but um I just, I don't understand it and I am not going to spend time trying to figure it out. So plugins or some other software that integrates with Google Analytics so that you can read it better, you can use that. There's also Clicky and uh, there's so many other other pieces of software that you can use when it comes to tracking your analytics. So just make sure that you keep track of that as well as wherever you host your podcast, they should provide you with some sort of tracking software when it comes to stats and where your people are listening to your podcast. So I host with Blueberry because Blueberry provides the plugin that allows for me to have ownership and control over my feed, the actual podcast feed that's on my site. And it's an integration with WordPress and pretty much all of them, all of these podcast hosting companies integrate with WordPress, but there's a deeper integration with Blueberry since Blueberry allows for you, their their PowerPress plugin allows for you to actually create the feed on your own WordPress site. And so the thing about it is, regardless of what you use, who you host with, make sure that your analytics and your tracking is there 
so that you know that when someone is listening from like iHeart, for an example, it comes back to that the tracking software that they use that overall overall there in iHeart, there was someone that downloaded your episode over there in Apple Podcasts, over wherever. Now, of course, YouTube is something completely separate. So you have to look at those analytics separately. But just make sure that you have your podcast analytics, your website analytics, and make sure that you pay attention to it, especially the website analytics. Know where people are coming from. Know how long they stay on your site. Pay attention to unique visitors, okay? Because it can be one person that came to your site like five times. That's one unique visitor. Not that it's, it's, yes, five visits, but it's not five people. So know the difference between the uniques versus the number of times one person is coming. Different analytics software call that different things. You can call it sessions versus uniques versus, you know, you got to pay attention to which whatever you're using, whether it's Google, Google Analytics or whatever you're using, what they name that. But just note that when you see that, that doesn't mean that it's that many people unless you know that that's the unique number. Same thing when it comes to hits. People think they get thousands upon thousands of of uh, visits to their website per month when it may just be a few hundred because the hits are bots. So hits does not do not pay attention to your hit number thinking that that's people. Bots will come to your site all day long. Okay, so hits does not mean anything. It is the number of unique visitors. That's how you know how many people are coming to your site. All right. So that's all I have for you today. So when you're ready for your own, very own customized strategic podcast marketing plan, covering setup all the way through how to market it and repurpose your content in a way that's going to continuously attract qualified buyers to you, go to workwithvernita.com or you can come here to buyerattractor.com. Either way, it's going to lead you to me. And we're going to have a conversation and see if we're a good fit to work together. And I'm going to help you not only make sure that you get your podcast set up in a very strategic way that's going to benefit you and your business, but also assist you and guide you through that process. All right. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Buyer Attractor Podcast. When you're ready for guidance on leveraging your podcast to attract more qualified buyers, I'm here for you at buyerattractor.com.